0: Do you have a son or daughter that's soon to be a teenager? Well, how do you equip them to navigate the pitfalls and dangers of teen life? Author Thomas Kirsting is helping us with that today. He is the author of Disconnected as well as a nationally renowned psychotherapist, speaker, and television personality. He has written Raising Healthy Teenagers. And good morning, Tom.
1: Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate that. So as we look at uh, teenagers today, what would you say would be, maybe some things that are going on in their their mind and their lives that we just might not be aware of?
2: Well, you know what's you know I've been lecturing on the topic of screen time for since two thousand nine, and my previous book you know went into that, and uh-huh. now the new book I have really you know, tackles all of the different issues that kids are confronted with today. So when we think of during COVID, right, post-COVID, during the COVID lockdowns, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw an escalation of of mental health problems among kids. It existed before that, since 2012, when smartphones came out. But ultimately, what what we need to do as parents, the most important thing, is get our kids active. There's something known as nature deficit disorder. Not Mm -hmm. a real term, but... We got to get kids active outside of their rooms and and do what human beings are supposed to do, which is interact, play, and be be among family members and so forth. Right.
0: I can just hear a parent saying, "How in the world do I do that?" <laughs> so yeah, how do well, they, they do that?
2: Yeah, it's funny because there's, there's I saw a cartoon not too long ago, you know, like a funny cartoon. that showed a, a parent in like nineteen in the nineteen eighties, like kicking their kid out the front uh, out the front door. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, pulling them in from outside, right? Okay. You know, a, a recent one showed them kicking a kid out the front door. <laughs> so it's really, yeah, I know. It's it's really, you know, it has to start. It's got to be sort of a grassroots thing, starting when kids are young, where parents form their own groups, you know, solidify play dates with kids, and really keep that trend in our communities, you know, through the uh, early elementary school years into middle school. And the longer we can delay. You know, these smartphones, which kids just get sucked into and would prefer to be indoors, the more likely they are going to be out doing things and being active and, you know, doing what kids are wired to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Tom, what are some strategies you can offer maybe parents or grandparents with teenagers um, about some things that they can do, that they can implement right now uh, to prepare kids for, for dealing with the world today that they're they're heading into?
2: Yeah, well, one thing... You know that when I'm talking to parents, doing lectures and so forth, is I I really, you know, to me, what's the the most important thing is we're we're, there's a trend now with teenagers Mm -hmm. uh, being very reclusive, spending all their time in the bedroom. So I try to tell parents: bedroom starts with bed, which means sleep. Family room starts with family. So we got to get our kids out of the bedrooms and into the family room with us. You know, and secondly, you know, the background noise of TV and news and media and all the fear mongering stuff that's being, you know, driven right into their malleable minds. We've got to be aware of that as parents. We've got to be aware of that. And, and thirdly, even just, you know, if we're taking our kids to school every day or practice, you know, the, that time in the car is really good quality, um, you know, communication time for parent yeah. and child. Um, but kids are, you know, for the most part, have their, kids bear, have their faces better in their phones. Right. So really the dialogue, you know, healthy conversations, re, you know, reinventing the dinner table around in the house and so forth. All those things are so very important for the development of a kid mentally, emotionally, and physically.
0: How about video games? Seems like young men today spend a lot of time playing video games.
2: Yeah, you know, video games are, it's it's an actual classifiable, diagnosable condition called gaming disorder. So they are addictive, much like social media apps are. You know, they're designed to target the pleasure-seeking part of the brain that produces dopamine. So kids keep going back for more and more and more and more, and they don't even realize it. So we got one thing that I've always established with my kids when they were younger, is that there's no video games during the school week. Because if your kid is allowed to play video games during the school week, uh, they're going to race to their homework, you know, to get to the to get to the video game system if they're allowed to do that, and it's going to distract them when they're in the classroom because they're going to be thinking about I can't wait to get home and play Fortnite instead of that, yeah. you know instead of digesting the math or English that's being taught.
1: Yeah. So, what about parents that have already teenagers that have maybe some behavioral issues already? Is it? I mean, and they're feeling like. It's too late. I can't do anything. Help them out. Give them some suggestions on yeah, what to do.
2: You know, and I hear that all the time, and I'm never going to accept that. <laughs> yeah. Know, we, parenting is difficult. I get it. And if a teenager, you know, is 16 or 17 and they've already been sucked into this, you know, superficial social media world for many years, you know, it's really going to be up to us to undo that as best we can, to really begin reducing things, right? Uh, one thing that I, I, I am a, huge, a big advocate, a big uh, you know, lesson that I try to teach parents is, get, you know, get the phones out of the bedroom. You can't have that thing in, at night cause, uh, when the kids are sleeping because they're getting sleep-deprived. Yeah. Like, we have a sleep deprivation epidemic in our society right now. Um, but parents, you know, they need to dig their heels in. They need to have, you know, healthy conversations with their kids, their teenagers. They're going to get a lot of blowback, but that's part of parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never a smoothly paved road, and, and we're going to have to deal with it and establish, you know, rules that we are the parent and we are in charge. And if you're going to get, you know, flack from your kid, then, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to toe the line and stand your ground. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Tom, when if you see that this is happening and you start uh, doing taking these steps, have you noticed the teens becoming healthier and more hopeful?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a ther- I have a private counseling practice. So, you know, if you have a kid that's really unruly or you know oppositionally defined or has severe anxiety, then it's a good, you know, good idea to you know to seek help outside of the family. You know to go to a therapist, and mm-hmm. you know, therapy does help because it you know kids tend to just you know the messages from parents kind of go in one ear and out the other. Right, but if they establish a good relationship with a good therapist, you know they're they're literally more likely to, to to listen to the you know the input of that therapist and and implement some of the strategies that are provided to better themselves.
1: Yeah. So I know that you're not a nutritionist or anything like that, but what about their diet? I mean, does that help at all when you try to? I mean, you know, get a balance going in their life and giving them good food and things like that. Have yeah. you seen that help their behavioral issues?
2: hundred percent. So that's, you know, I, I tackle that too. I mean, this new book goes into everything, fear, substance abuse, obesity, even like, you know, student, uh, uh, what's going on in schools and mm-hmm. you know the college admissions process. But childhood obesity is probably the number one health threat to kids because right now 33% of kids in the United States are overweight and 22% mm-hmm. are obese, where in like 1984, uh, only one and a half percent were. Wow. and the reason and the main reason is because they're very sedentary right they don't move as much they're sitting in front of a screen yeah. and the fast food industry spends um you know 5 billion a year on advertising much mm. of which is is directed towards kids through social media advertising you know and and things of that nature so yeah. it but a kid that is eating health, healthily is it's going to help them not just physically but 100% mentally
1: yeah
0: Let's talk a little bit about substance abuse, Tom, because with what's happening with fentanyl and all that's in the news right now about the loss of life from uh, drugs that are gotten off the street, I mean, how do you really talk to your kids seriously and let them know the dangers of... Use.
2: Yeah, you know, it really starts, one thing we have right now in, in our country is marijuana legalization. Yeah. So the perception of marijuana is that it's this harmless substance, blah, 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 right? Because it's legal and they can make tax money off of it and so forth. But marijuana today is not mar- mar- not what marijuana used to be. The THC levels in marijuana can be up to 90% now, whereas in 1990, it was 3 to 5%. Oh, um, in fact, there are more visits to emergency room uh, at hospitals on a daily basis for, for cannabis-induced psychosis oh, than for any other drug uh, check-ins to emergency room facilities. So it's a real issue uh, in and of itself, and it certainly it, you know can be a gateway, you know, to the fentanyl. And furthermore, you know, people that are a lot of these overdose deaths from fentanyl are from people that didn't know they were taking fentanyl; they were taking some other drug, and it was raised right. with fentanyl. And that could happen with marijuana. Wow,
1: that's scary stuff. That's for sure. So. Give um you know a parent that some our grandparents some advice this morning or not even advice, maybe some encouragement to to keep pressing on and and keep moving forward and and how to do that best,
2: yeah, and we have to you know again it really the foundation is is parenting and you know one you know I talked about some you know the screen time stuff, but you know step number one, parents are enveloped in their phones and social media yeah. and and all that stuff as well, so we need to practice what we preach, so if we are You know, just just scrolling through YouTube and you know doing this and that, then we're not there. You know, for our kids, we have to be present without Mm -hmm. any distractions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the more we do that, I mean, we don't have to like you know smother our kids like that, but you know, we have to have dialogue, conversation, and discuss discussions with kids starting at a young age, and continue to drill into their minds. You know, staying away from from drugs, and you know, having real strong consequences if you if you find that they've you know had marijuana or anything like that. Um, but, but it really, that's the foundation. Like families need to really
1: become families again. Uh, mm.
2: It's more like four individuals do, doing their own thing under a roof. Mm.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's, that's for good. sure. Good stuff. Raising healthy teenagers, equipping your child to navigate the pitfalls and dangers of teen life is the resource we're talking about. And Thomas Kirsting is the author. I always appreciate you, Tom. Thanks for joining us today.
0: All right. Thanks, Kenneth. I appreciate it.